0: And thank you to the worship team, to all the men that are here, Happy Father's Day. And uh, that was a good place to shout, Amen. Happy Father's Day to the men that are here, and uh, and the men are the foundation of their families, right? And uh, this morning, in, uh, just in a few uh, minutes, I want to speak to you just about the importance of Father God, and the importance of fathers in this hour and in this season, Amen. So I want us just right in the beginning, let's just honour the men, all the men. We just honour you this day. We honour all the fathers that are here. We are all, all the men that have stood for the word of the Lord, standing for Jesus still. Come on, let's just honour appropriately. Let's just honour the men. We, we have to honour men in this hour because uh, the enemy is attacking, attacking men like no other time. And so I want to I speak to you this morning about men of light. Men of light and... I want us to note, um, for the sake of time, I'm just going to not read the full body of Scripture. I'll rather quote it for you. And the piece of Scripture that I, I want you, us to, to go into this morning is the piece of Scripture that speaks about the father and the prodigal son. And what we have to note this morning is this, is that Jesus did not come as an angel. Jesus didn't come, um, even though he, God could have sent an angel, God could have sent anybody, quite frankly. But He didn't. He sent the son. He sent His only begotten Son. Come on, are you there? And because He sent His only begotten Son, He needs to tell you what He wanted to produce. He wanted to produce a group of people that are called sons and daughters of the Most High God. And so this morning, I want you to understand, first and foremost, as we celebrate uh, Father's Day, we could have never celebrated Father's Day if we didn't have a father. Even though you have a physical father, you have a spirit, you have a father which art in heaven. And that father introduces you to a family. And that family has got a purpose. That family has got power in. Come on, are you there? That family is the most resourced family on the earth because its head is Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody with me. And so when Jesus comes to the earth, I want us to understand that He didn't come um, just as... Uh, any specific way uh, he came to represent and he came to demonstrate sonship. Come on, are you there? He came to demonstrate how to be a son. But he says it in his word, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when we see the Lord, we have to see, we have to understand we see the Father. Come on, are you there? I want you to understand this morning that, um, and, and this is, this is, one of my, I think a, a coined phrase now, but this is very important for us to understand: The Son of God became the Son of Man so that the sons of men can become the sons of God again. In other words, God took you from a slave and He made you a son. And because He made you a son, you have an inheritance. Because you are a son, you have rights. Because you have rights, you are somebody, you have identity, you have a purpose, you have a future, you have a tomorrow. Come on, are you there? We have to understand the devil doesn't even have have yesterday anymore because that's under the blood. He doesn't have the future, so he just has today. That's it. But God's mercies are new every day. Every morning is new mercies are new. Are you guys okay? Are you with me? And I want us to understand this morning that the Bible says that Jesus introduces us. Uh, to the concept and to the understanding of father he says "Our father please note that not my father our father and then he points us right in the direction of where he is our father who art in heaven so we have to understand his location our father who art in heaven but I want you to see this there's two very important things that we need to understand right from the beginning is the word our and the word father In other words, Jesus introduces us right from the start to the power of the us. Come on, can I say that again? The power of the us. Not the power of the I, the power of the us. If you look at a husband and a wife, what you'll find is that a husband and a wife with the Holy Spirit in the middle of them looks like the Trinity. Why do you think the devil is attacking marriages so vehemently? Because he understands a a man and a woman together with the Holy Spirit represents the Trinity. Come on, are you with me? And so, like no other time, I don't know about any other time that, uh, like this time, where the enemy is attacking men like in this hour. There's a demasculation happening at a speed that we have never seen before. Come on, are you there? Because suddenly, and, and this demasculation and this attack on fatherhood is very, very important to understand because what the devil wants to do, he wants the fathers out of the way. Because if the fathers is out of the way, the woman and the children can be attacked. Are you there? Because the father is the source. The word, the Bible says, that this young man says, I must go back to my father's house. That word father there is the word parter, it's the word source. I must go back to the foundation. Please listen to me closely. You can never fall further than your foundation. Let me help us this morning. You can, let me say that again. You can never fall further than your foundation. If Jesus Christ is the rock of your life, you cannot fall further than that. Are you there? This building cannot fall further than its foundation. If my foundation is Jesus Christ, the storms might come, but we will stand. Why? I have a firm foundation. His name is Jesus. Come on, are you there? My life is not built upon the sands, it's built upon the rock of ages. Come on, is there anybody here with me? So why is the enemy attacking uh, marriages so heavenly? Why is the enemy attacking men so vehemently? Because he wants the men out of the way. Because if he can get men out of the way, again I say he can have a full-blown assault upon ladies, upon women. As the men are here this morning, I want to encourage you and I want to say this. Please note that you as a man, you are the one that is responsible for vision. You're responsible for vision for your family. You're the king, you're the priest, and you're the prophet. In other words, you are the visionary of your family. Your family is going in the direction of your worship. Let me say that again. What you prioritize, they will prioritize. Let me give you the order of God. First it's God, then it's family, then it's ministry. Let me reword that. First it's God, then it's family, then it's work. Are you there? You don't work to have a family. You have a family, therefore you work. Come on guys, are you there? And so we have to understand this order of God because... If we don't value the kingdom, we cannot value family. Because that's why the Bible says, Our Father with art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Please listen to me. The kingdom cannot be manifested unless there's a father. The manifestation of the kingdom is derived from the presence of the Father. The Father God has to be present so that the kingdom of the Son may be present. Come on guys, are you with me? Sonship is impossible without fatherhood. There's a lot of men that have grown up, but they have not grown whole. There are still boys that are running around looking for affirmation. That's why the father settles affirmation right in the beginning of Jesus. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Please know Jesus has done nothing to get praise. No miracle, no sign, no wonder, nothing. Yet the Father says, This is my beloved Son, present tense, in whom I'm well pleased. I like this piece of Scripture because it is like the Father cannot wait to affirm the Son. He's just looking for an opportunity to say something. Because you have to understand the context of here. Between Malachi and Matthew, there's 400 years of silence. Nothing in. Jesus comes onto the scene. He walks onto the scene at the age of 30, and suddenly we hear a voice hollering from the throne This is my beloved son. And in other words, God pierces the heavens with a word of affirmation. Oh, come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to understand, fathers that are here this morning, you have to understand you have the power to affirm. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next voice that is on the scene is the voice of the devil. But I want you to check something out here. The devil omits the word beloved. He says, if you are. If you are the son. The father said, this is my beloved son. He gives him an he gives him the purpose for his identity. Oh, no, no, no. Empower. Listen. Listen. I'm gonna let you stand. He gives him the purpose of his identity. What is the purpose of his identity? You are loved, therefore you can be. But you cannot be if you don't understand that you are loved. Love is the drive force of our identity. Are you there? I can be because I am. I am loved, I am a son. And because I am a son, I can be a son. I am a son not because of what I do. I am a son based on my father's affirmation, based on my father's word, based on my father's identity, and based on my father's household. I'm not, I've not, have not been voted in because I'm good. I'm being voted in because he's good. Oh, come on. We have to understand this because he says. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The devil says, No, let's let's take out that word, beloved. And then he asks a question. Please listen to me. Ask a question. He says, If you are the Son of God, do, do this and do that. I could have preached it in a different way, but I want to preach it this way this morning. The devil wants Jesus to prove who he is based on himself. And yes, yes, the fallacy of it, Jesus could have done it. But he refused to be disobedient. He stays of his identity. He stays of the identity that is loved and is the love. He's the object of love. He's the object of the Father's love. This is my beloved Oh, come on. are, Are you guys with me? I want you to understand this morning. Men, listen to me this morning. You have the voice of love. You have the voice of healing that's in your life. You can heal your wife. You can heal your children. You can heal them by you being who God made you to be. But if you start to be absent, you are creating a space for the enemy to strike. I'm telling you the truth. There are many men that are running around, but they haven't grown up. I say it again, because they haven't grown whole. Why? Absent fathers. Fathers were present, but they were not. Come on, are you, are you there? And so the Lord wants to restore this and God wants to bring back fatherhood not just leadership fatherhood not commanding fatherhood because any man can go donate sperm however it takes a father to raise a child oh it's not a popular thing to say but it's true it takes a father are you there and so we have to understand God God wants he wants us to he wants us to get back into understanding that we are loved the greatest listen to me The greatest weapon right now, it's a psychological weapon that Satan has launched in this hour like no other time. It's the weapon of low self-esteem. Like no other time, the enemy is using the weapon of low self-esteem right at the heart of men, because he's trying to get men to quit. He's trying to get men to walk out. He's trying to get men to, to give up. Come on, it's right what I'm saying. And so like no other time, Men either feel they are not working enough or even if they do work enough, they feel they're not appreciated. I'm telling you, there's not a man in here sitting here this morning that don't want the voice of appreciation. You've been made to be appreciated. Come on, are you there? And the problem is this, if we don't find an affirmation with God, we're going to find it somewhere else. The problem is if we find it with the world, it's It's temporarily. The pleasures of this world is temporary. Come on, are you there? Yesterday, the Lord said to me, He's looking for men that have a stronger worship. That don't see Him as a hobby. That don't see Him as a recreation. That doesn't see church as an option. He's looking for men that love Him more than what they love their friends. He's looking for men that love Him more than what they love the bar. He's looking for men that love Him more than what they love, the alcohol. He's looking for men that love the Word, that loves to worship, that wants to be the example in prayer. Come on. He's looking for men that show up on a Sunday with their families and say, this is the day of the Lord. We're going to go to church. He's looking for men that is not drunk with wine, but full of the Holy Spirit. Come on. That's the type of men that God is wants to use in this hour men that stand for the word men that stand for their God men that stand for family men that stand for what they believe in and stand for the word it is time to stand because our communities needs men that know who they are and can stand for truth and truth alone come on our nation is in trouble because our nation don't have fathers The only time they've seen fathers show up is when when fathers want to be authoritative. No, it it is, we have to have men, and and I'm telling you, men have the ability to change a whole family. The man serves the Lord, the whole family will serve God. They can shift the whole family. Come on, that's a power you have. Are you there? But the enemy is is hitting this thing about low self-esteem, very hard. And the problem is, is that because he's so vehement in that, he's trying to get the men confused. Come on, 10 years ago, nobody was confused who we were. Now, 10 years on, suddenly we need to make room for all these different stuff. No. Let's stick of the Word. Come on, guys. Let's stick of the Bible. I said it in the first service. I'll, I'll, I'll say it to you in the second service as well. We have to, there's a, there's a story, it's a, it's a true story of a, of a boy called Larry Maloney. And this boy, Larry Maloney, there's, a, there's an author you can write, you can go and read his book, he's brilliant. Uh, Brennan Manning, he writes about grace, he writes about Abba's love, he writes about Abba's embrace, he writes about the shepherd. Brennan Manning, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I love what he, what he writes. And he writes about a story about a, a boy called Larry Maloney. And this was in the 60s. So this boy, Larry Maloney, was um, a typical student. He, was, he didn't wear shoes. He, he was very overweight. He absolutely didn't believe in soap. And his grades were horrible. And even worse, he, he was not, he was not a, a born-again believer. And his father was a staunt Irishman. And you can ask them morning this morning the question what is a staunt Irishman? A staunt Irishman is an Irishman that they will wear a suit uh, when they go for lunch, they will come to the lunch table after a Sunday uh, morning service, or in any type of setting, they'll go, or even in a, in a normal day, they'll go for they'll they'll wear a suit. They they're very stuck in their ways, they're, they're old or old type. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, this was Larry Maloney's father, and one day. Uh, over a school holiday period or in a, uh, um, a varsity period, Larry Maloney went home. And again, you have to understand the picture of who Larry Maloney was. Again, true story. He was overweight. He didn't obviously believe in the gospel of uh, soap. Um, he was not very well groomed. He, his points were horrible. And he was an unbeliever. And as his father walked him, the... After, after Christmas that, that day or after Christmas that year his father was walking into a bus stop and as his father was walking into a bus stop there was three other men and as his father was walking into a bus stop the three other men started to mock and to make sports with Larry Maloney in other words, they, say, they said to him, you are, you are fat, you are overweight, you are a, you're a pig. You, and they, they started to scorn him and they started to say things like, you know, come on little pig, make a noise for us. True story. And suddenly this, this staunt Irishman of a father, when he heard all the mockery and he heard all the assaults and he heard all the slandering against his boy, he grabs his boy, he kisses his boy, he holds his boy and he says to his boy, Larry, look at me. I want you to know that even if your, fa- your mother and I could have had a, fa- a thousand other boys, we would have never, ever chosen anybody else but you. And in that moment, listen to me carefully, just listen to me. There's a power principle here. In that moment, moment something shifts in the heart of Larry Maloney. He doesn't see himself, himself again as to cast away the not good enough. He goes back to university and his grades go up. He starts to believe in the, in the gospel of sanitation. But what's more than that, he's become so good in, in, in his marks and he becomes so good in who he believes he is that he becomes the president of his university and he starts to lead hundreds of other people. And you can say, but what's the point of the story? Here's the point of the story. There was a father that interrupted the narrative. That changed the story and the trajectory of a son's life. And that that father's love was so radical that the father's love healed. So if you want to ask me this morning, who healed Larry Maloney? His father's love healed him. Now, I want to take that to Father God this morning. You have to understand that you and I were slaves. We were born born in sin. But there was a Father in heaven that stopped this narrative with a cross. And He put His own boy upon that cross. And He said, no longer will there be slaves. And no longer will there be sold under sin. We're going to give them an option out. And we're going to do that through the cross. We're going to reintroduce them. Oh, hallelujah. We're gonna reintroduce them to the household of faith. We're gonna tell them they have a future. We're gonna tell them they have a destiny. Oh, come on. I'm here to tell you on Father's Day, you have a father that interrupted your story and he'll do it again, time and time and time and time and time again. He will interrupt the story. Why? He is the God that is the same, yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's why you can boldly shout out but not height, not depth, not angel, not demon, not principalities, not my past, nothing but nothing will stop this radical God with a radical love to come and interrupt my story. I'm sorry to say, but the devil doesn't have the final say. He's the author, God is the beginning and the end. Oh, hallelujah. You have a father, come on, give him some praise. Oh, come on now, give him some praise. Give him some praise. He gave you a name. He gave you a place. He gave you hope. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are no longer foreigners. You are now children of the most high God. The devil doesn't have the power. You have got the power. Come on. You have a future because God showed up. Hallelujah. God showed up. The scandalous love of God showed up. Showed up. I'm here to tell you this morning, God will show up again. And again. And again. And again. He's the voice that penetrates the darkness. He's the voice that breaks up depression. He's the voice that casts out anxiety. He's the voice that conquers death. He is the voice in the darkness that comes to seek His children out. I've never seen my Father forsake me nor leave me. Oh, come on. Jesus said, tetelestai, so that I never need to say tetelestai. He said it is finished. Now it is finished. He said, my Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? So that I will never be forsaken. As you sit here this morning, church, I want to tell you, you will never be forsaken. There will not be a day in your life that you will be alone. No, there's a God that is with you. His name is Father God. Oh, come on, give Jesus some praise. Give the Father some praise. Jump onto your feet. Come on. Everybody jump onto those feet of God. Come on, stand, 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 stand. You give God some praise this morning. You give God some honor. Come on. Come on, shout out to God with a voice of triumph. You have the. Hey, hallelujah. Come on, church. You, can, you have to know this. And so this morning you can say, Why am I so passionate? Because I have been saved by a love. Don't let that devil tell you it's over. It's not over. It's never over. He doesn't have the ability to write the final chapter. It's been stripped from him. He doesn't have the keys of hell heads or the grave. The devil doesn't have the keys to his own house. Don't let that fired that fire angel talk to you. You are owned by God. You are bought by a price. You are bought by the blood. Your names are written in the book of life. No, let's not mistaken who we are. Yeah, we go through storms. Yeah, we go through stuff that we don't understand. I get it. I've gone through many stuff that I don't understand, things I don't even comprehend, things that I don't even wanna understand, to be quite honest. But there's one thing that stays the same and it's my God that is with me. I will not deny Him because, and you should not deny Him because we go through seasons. Everything is temporary, folks. Don't make something temporary eternal. Keep it in the temporary. It will pass. Ecclesiastes 3.1, all the seasons in, is in His hands. Everything is under His control. He's not omitting something because he wants to teach you something. No, he doesn't operate like that. God is good, he's merciful, he's just, he's kind, he's compassionate, and he's a father. He's a father. He's a father. Brennan Manning writes in his book about a, a lady called, I don't know why I quote this now, but it's in my spirit. He quotes about a lady in his book, her name is Laodicea. Laodicea. I have the name right, Laodicea. And because during his time, what he did was he he served in a leper colony. While he was serving in this leper colony, he he serves this, this one girl that's now full of leprosy. Full of leprosy. Please listen to me, full of leprosy. And this girl, before she got leprosy, she was one of the most beautiful women, according to his, according to how he writes. It. She was beautifully shaped, beautiful eyes, beautiful hair, beautiful. Until leprosy took hold of her, and leprosy started to ravish the body and started to break down the external, started to break down just who she was. The outside, the external, right? It says the day just before, listen to me carefully, the day just before she, she passes, Brennan Manning writes in his book, he says, suddenly light filled the room. And just before she goes to be of the Lord, she quotes one of the, one of the songs of Solomon that you would have heard me quote a lot. Songs of Solomon chapter number two, verse number 10. Summer has, the winter has passed, the summer has come. The sound of the turtle dove is back on the field. Come now, my beloved, come. Come home with me. Your voice is sweet. Your voice is tender. And what makes this story amazing and what makes it ridiculous at the same time is that when this lady, she passes, she passes in the glory with the Lord. And she quotes the scripture while she's, she's, going to, she's busy going to the Lord. I remember correctly and what makes it significant is this as she passes the nurses say they don't understand because this lady she was illiterate and she was deaf so nobody could have taught her that scripture unless there was one present that's the lover of your soul unless when man fails he's present I'm telling you the truth this morning you have a lover of your soul he is present he calls himself I am he's not I distant or I will be or if you do I am no he says I am Moses asked him Lord who should I say send me tell, tell my people tell them I am he's sending it. tell them if they need me to be the healer I am the healer tell them if they need me to be the breakthrough I am the God of prayers tell them if they need the pre- me present tell them I, I am Jehovah Shammah the God that is near I am Jehovah Nissi. I am the Lord their banner. Whatever they need me to be, I am. It's not something that he does, it's who he is. Love is not something that he does, it's who he is. He doesn't love you because you're good. Please listen to me. He loves you because he's good. I'll say it again. He doesn't love you because you're going to do everything right because you're not. He loves you because there came a representative that took your beating and pronounced you innocent. And now the Father treats His boy. Now the Father treats you like He needed to treat Jesus. Only, let me reword it. God treated Jesus like He needed to actually treat you so that he can treat you like he treats Jesus so as he is so are we in this world he's treating you based on the favour the son have of him can I be honest the story is much deeper than you and I you are not the beginning of your story, he is And you are not going to be the end of your story. He is. It's time that you tell that snake to shut up. It's time that you tell the voices of this ages, shh, keep your mouth shut. Because I have a Father who art in heaven. And His voice still reaches me. And His voice still loves me. And His voice still induces me to favor. And His voice still introduces me to grace. And His voice still introduces me to feel like a conqueror. Listen, I want to encourage you this morning. This Father that you have, He believes so much in you. He got Himself a crowd. I'll say it again. This Father believes so much in you he got himself a crowd. They're called the crowd of witnesses. And this crowd is cheering for you. In those times that you feel low, this crowd is cheering. You can do it! In those moments that your soul feel overwhelmed, this crowd is shouting, we know, we've been there, you can overcome. Those times that you feel that nobody can help, not even your tears. There's a father that cries out and says, I understand. Those times you feel the weight is too much. There's a Jesus that says, cast the burden to me. He is the lover of your souls. And that's why the devil hates you so much. Because he's no longer in relationship. He was once called the son of the morning star. Because whatever God makes, He makes in relationship with Him. No longer a son now. Fired, cast out. But you're a son, you're a daughter. You're in relationship. That means you have a future. Lead me to the rock, David says. That is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Come on, church. I'll close with this and I I want you just to understand that. Men that are here this morning, I'm rooting for you. Because I believe you have the power to heal your family. I believe you have the power to change anything you put your heart on. But you must trust your God. You cannot do this on your own strength. You cannot do this in your own ability you are not good enough you are not strong enough you're not valiant enough but with God the scene changes if you trust God God will trust you if you love the Lord he already is in love with you but God is looking for an, a special type of men that's saying we love the Lord we love the Lamb come on are you there stronger than the friends Stronger than the, the anything else. Love the Lord. And when you love the Lord, your family's gonna follow. Whatever, let me say it like this. As I stand here this morning, I love to worship. And I'll go on, I'll worship for hours. Why? I had a father that worshiped. I grew up with worship. I grew up with when we, when we had the answers, we worshiped the Lord. When we didn't have the answers, we still worshiped the Lord. I remember the nights that as teenagers that, and we went through weird seasons and times as, as young children. I remember my dad taking his guitar and worshiping the Lord. I remember the days that we had all things and he still took his guitar and worshiped the Lord. I remember times that I didn't have, had nobody and I was alone and, and cast aside. And my dad took his guitar and says, come, let's worship the Lord. I remember the day, the hour, I can tell you the exact same, the exact time and place that we were when my dad said, let's trust, let's trust the Lord for a godly wife for you. Let's worship Him. I can tell you what I did at my mom's bed when she was dying. I worshiped the Lord. I can tell you, next to my father's bed, I worship the Lord. Why? Because there's nothing that I have chosen in this life that will steal my worship. No, there's one that gets to worship. His name is Jesus. But it has to be embedded inside of you. And listen, this is the point. I didn't teach myself that. I had a father that taught me. So men, I want to call on to you this morning of all of my heart. This is not an inspirational message. You can change the trajectory of your family if it changes of you. If you become the worshiper, if you become the lover of God, if you love the word of the Lord, if you love church, it shifts with you. Oh, come on. It shifts with you. And I'll close with this. This next generation's future lies in uh, in the affirmation of these fathers right now. We are fathers right now. I'm 41 years old. 20 years from now, the next generation will be on the scene. If you're older than me, that means you're already passing. The next generation is already on the scene. 20 years from now, listen to me carefully. I'll close with it. 20 years from now, 20 years from now the next generation is on the scene therefore we that are in lead now cannot build for ourselves we have to build for the next generation that's why every city we enter that's why every brick we put on another brick is not for us it's for the next generation I'm vehement about it why? I will stand for the next generation Friday we were Friday this church was filled with young people Filled, 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 not half full, not quarter-filled, this place was filled. Why? We have made a stand, we want this generation, and we will not back down. As your leader this morning, I can tell you I will not back down, I will not back down, I want this generation back at the Lord, and I'm not going to do it through my effort. I know the Spirit of the Lord wants this generation. But I need the men to stand with me and say, let's do it and let's do it together. Because if I can have men with me, we can do all things. Because I know God will go with us. I don't need to ask God, what is His heart? His heart is family. He really told that to us. We can just not trust Him. Are you guys there? So men this morning, I wanna encourage you, be, be strong, be courageous. Be you. I have a word for of here this morning. It's a word out of Gideon. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, Gideon was confused. He was crushing wheat in a wine press. In other words, he was doing the right thing in the wrong place. And the angel of the Lord calls out him and says, Mighty man of valor that's how God labels him but he and Gideon quite rightfully answers he says but call me a mighty man we are the least of the tribes he says the God that has delivered our fathers are seemingly gone but the angel of the Lord does not change his narrative he says you are a mighty man of valor and you know the rest of the story of Gideon right I want to say to you this morning, you might not feel like it. You might not see yourself like that. But I'm telling you, He sees you like that. He sees you as a mighty man of valor. I want to help the man this morning. Just quickly. I want to help you. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say I don't have the answer. It's okay. You don't need to have all the answers. I understand. As men, we want to fix everything. Listen, you can't fix all things. That's why you need somebody higher than you. That's right. yeah. As a man, learn to be vulnerable. So I don't know. How are we going to get through this? I don't know. Let's trust the Lord. As a man, don't be afraid to show weakness. The children will follow your tears. It's true. Come on, guys. The saying shouldn't be cowboys don't cry. The saying should be cowboys love the Lord. Real men love Jesus. Yeah. Because He was a real man. He took a beating that you and I would most likely say. Uh. He took a beating. His was beard was plucked, out, back was ripped, and he stood firm. He did not waver. Every stripe that they gave him, he thought to himself, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, another one. It's okay. Victory lies on the other side." The Bible says, "On close of this," the Bible says he trusted his father and his father did not disappoint I want to say to you this morning trust your father trust him trust him trust him trust him come on are you there trust him trust him trust him trust Trust. is the highest commodity in the kingdom Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Trust Him. Amen? Men, I want you to stand. If you're a father in this building, I want you to stand. Look at that. Look at the men. Come on, give the men honor. No, come on. The ladies can do better than that. The other men also here can do better than that. Come on. Come on, no, come on. There's men that stood here for a lot of stuff. Come on. Come on, let's just give them honor. Come on. Come on, one minute of honor. One minute of honor for the men in this place. Men, from my side to you, I want to say I honor you. I honor you. I honor you for being in church. I honor you for leading your families. I honor you for loving the Lord. And I honor you for standing. And more than what I can honor you, He honors you. Because He's for you. Are you guys there? Just wait for, the, for all the chocolates and stuff. Oh, you guys are busy. It's okay. Go for it. I want to pray for the men this morning. And this will be my prayer for you. My prayer would be that God will show Himself to you with favor and mercy and kindness like you've never seen. That you will know that you have a God that is with you, that is powerful, that is valiant, but more than that, He's your Father. Come on, men. Are you there? So there we are. I want you just to lift your hands for a moment, please. I just want to honor you and I want to pray for you. My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. As it is in heaven, let it be so upon the earth. Father, I pray this morning for men that are here. I pray that they will know that they are the difference. I pray that they will know that they are the ones that you have chosen for times such as this. Father, I pray strength over them. I pray power over them. I pray, Jesus, that they will be aware of you. Father, I pray that they will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And Father, in this day, I want to pray over every single one of them. Father, I want to pray that your hand of favor will rest upon them. Father, I have a word in my heart to prophesy over them this morning and everybody that watches us by online. Father, I want to pray that this morning, Lord, that they will know that the anointing rests with them. Father, I want to pray that grace will be their portion. I pray that they will not be afraid, that they will not be concerned, but that they will trust you. Father, I pray, Lord, as as I stand here this morning, Lord, I have generational faith on me and so I pray over them, the same God that has called us by name, let that same God be with them. So I pray lastly, Lord, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his countenance on you and may you know his peace in Jesus mighty name I pray I pray that your, the crooked ways will be made straight for you the valleys shall be made low because you have chosen the Lord to be your God your families shall be a portion and the inheritance shall be sure in Jesus mighty name we pray And all of Empowered Church, shout. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, say amen again.